Open Field Radio. Like, subscribe, share, and review wherever podcasts are found. If I had to describe this, I'd say it's cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Because ag and life live side by side and sometimes overlap. I'm your host, Mark Flint, and this is Open Field Radio. Brought to you by Gowan Company. Daniel Carmichael, Newark, California, Bear Flag Robotics, Autonomous Tractors, Industrial Automation in Farming, Farming in the Future, Job Opportunities, and much more. We talk it all right now. I'm Actually, while we're talking, I'm looking at your, your website right here with the videos that run. Uh, and for those listening, bearflagrobotics.com, you got to just see it. To see a tractor drive by with nobody in it is pretty amazing. Where'd this all start? Well, this all started, uh, you know, with the dream with our, our co-founders. We've got uh, uh, two really great, uh, great co-founders that founded the company about, let's see, it was going on uh, four years ago now, um, 2017, I believe it was formed. Uh, and uh, and they had the, uh, uh, the vision for what, uh, you know, it would take to uh, uh, run a successful autonomous uh, tractor company. And, um, and so... Yeah, to, the, the, the one-liner that we like to say with, with Bear Flag, you know, we build autonomous technology for farm tractors. So R&D for years on, on what that platform and what that system is going to look like and be and really, you know, what it's going to take as far as a business model to, to, to bring autonomy to growers um, has been uh, the, the, the biggest pull so far. And, uh, and now we're just uh, starting to execute just in uh, really the infancy of, of executing uh, this, this plan that's taken, you know, years to develop. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we, uh, we always say too, that, uh, you know, we're in the short to medium run. We're just, we're just focused on this timing uh, platform, but uh, you know, the, the future holds some pretty big things for bear flag for sure. I can't imagine you're in the field tests right now with it. Is that right? Yeah. So we're doing actual work for growers, you know, actual paid work so that, uh, you know, we're getting this feedback from the growers and what they want to see. You know, it's, it's primary tillage today. It's, it's everything else tomorrow. But uh, primary tillage is a, it's a great way to, to get uh, get your feet wet with autonomy. And uh, we have a, a really simple business model that we just charge per acre for the work that we do um, so that, uh, you know, there's never any, you know, hourly, hourly rate cost or it's, it's not like, uh, you know, if we're out, troubleshooting or something goes wrong, the customer's paying for it. We, uh, we really focus on just delivering the best possible service to, to the customers and, uh, and uh, really uh, um, want to make sure that uh, the system that we build is, is loved by, uh, by everybody. So is this a system you provide to the grower? Do they own it? Do they lease it? Is, it? is it a physical piece of gear? Is it something you guys bring to them and you operate it for them? Is it something they operate? This is uh, It gets bigger and bigger the more I think about it. Uh, that's a great question. We, we focus on running the system ourselves today. We uh, procure the tractors from the OEMs and uh, put our platform on top of them. Now, tomorrow, that's, that's going to change. Of course, we have a lot of uh, growers we're working with that, uh, that want to uh, operate this. Um, it's... Uh, it's a transition, you know, with autonomy, it's, it's so many, so much, uh, you know, it's, uh, understanding needs to take place and, and not only how the system works, but, uh, you know, what it, what it unlocks as far as, uh, um, productivity. 
So suddenly, it's you know people talk about changing acres and fields to you know sizes because you can you know transition a tractor you know autonomously from one 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 lot or one block or one field to the next um, if it's set up in a certain way. You know we operate on on some incredibly large ranches today, and uh, you know we make a, you know big points that we don't operate across you know public roadways or anything like that. But once it's on private property and on a farm. You know the, uh, the the possibilities are are uh, endless. I can just see it going on and on and on. So when you when you start, you call a guy up and go, "Hey, I got a tractor that drives itself. You want to see it? Is that how it works?" Yeah, you know it's it's these interesting conversations. But uh, yeah, the but when you're out there seeing it, and uh, that seems to be when uh, you know everything kind of clicks uh, with growers and a lot of the farmers that uh, they get a chance to see a demo. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to to see it work and and uh, the execution that uh, you know it performs and and the way it performs it suddenly it's it's uh, especially when you're looking at you know <laughs> operators that have been running tractors for thirty right. years that you know it's 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 like well even I couldn't you know operate a uh, a tractor that uh, that perfectly especially when it comes to uh, you know turning PTOs on and off you know the, mm-hmm. the the uh, the the uh, the wear and tear on the machine uh, drops dramatically. We've already seen that in the data that we have for the 2020 season. Now going into 2021, we've started monitoring a lot of, a lot more uh, different uh, systems so that we can really get that uh, uh, dialed in even more. So. I can't imagine the look on their face the first time an operator sees one of these things. A guy that's done it for 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's just got to be priceless. Yeah, yeah, and we we operate the way we do it too is. Just point this out that we we have a safety driver in that cab um, at least at the very uh, minimum uh, for the first time it passes over uh, an acre on that on that ranch or that farm just to be sure that uh, you know there's no you know we, we don't see anything we haven't seen before there's so many edge cases um, that uh, that that pop up um, so we want to make sure that uh, we account for all those edge cases so right now. Like in Yuma, for example, we've got, you know, safety drivers in those tractors. They're, for the most part, they're sitting on their hands and they're just watching the tractor do its thing. But uh, if something does come up, um, we can uh, we can account for it and and, uh, and take a look at, uh, at what happens. So here's the fun part for me. This show comes to you from Yuma, Arizona. These tractors are being tested in my backyard right here in Arizona in Yuma. How cool is this? The things that happen right under your nose. Wow. For the most part, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great system and it, it gets better and better by every acre we put uh, through it right now you said it's just doing primary tillage is that correct yeah primary tillage disking ripping uh we do a lot of uh, uh power harrow mulching different things like that we're not doing uh any bed forming just yet but uh you know all these things are on on the uh on the uh, on the roadmap it's just uh, right now we're focusing on one task doing it doing it really well uh, and then transitioning into all the other things I can't imagine. Once it gets started, I'm sure it will just go and go and go and go. You mentioned wear and tear. You said it actually saves on wear and tear on the machines themselves? Well, yeah. So you think about it. I mean, you have a, a like a superset, if you will, of data. Uh, uh, I mean, you can look at, okay, I've taken 30,000 turns, so now suddenly I can see my final drives on, on this machine. I know that they're going to go out because – 
I'm, I've, I've, you know, just, I've done X, Y, Z tasks. Sure. I, I put this amount of load under, underneath it. I mean, when, you know, of course, you know, the OEMs have a lot of this data as well, but when you have the actual, you know, path data that you can look at to know right turns, left turns, how, how sharp the turns, and then, you know, put that with every implement and, and, and the load and slippage and tractor, it's just, the uh, it, it's it's pretty incredible, and of course it varies from from tractor to tractor. But uh, when you start to, uh, overlaying some of these data uh, data sets when it comes to uh, the tractor uh, the maintenance, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty compelling. You're listening to Open Field Radio. Research proves the secret to powdery mildew control is rotation, rotation, rotation. A fungicide rotation program consisting of Torino, Quintec, and metal fungicides gives you exceptional control of powdery mildew, enhancing crop quality, yield, and profit. Quintec and metal utilize different modes of action to control powdery mildew. Whether you have powdery mildew resistance or are trying to prevent resistance, rotate Torino, Quintec, and metal fungicides to keep your crops clean and free from powdery mildew. And see your dealer for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Company. So here's something fun. We hope you're enjoying Open Field Radio. And to continue that experience, we've added something really cool at openfieldradio.com. For each new episode, we now have playlists. That's right, music playlists that kind of highlight the spirit, the mood, and the thought of the episode. So click on there, check out the music, enjoy it, and hopefully it just helps you continue that experience that you know you love. We're looking out for you, because that's what friends do at openfieldradio.com. Open Field Radio. What's the tractor it's on? Is there a specific tractor you're running it on right now, or is it uh, made to, to work with any model, any kind? Um, so it, it, right now we're focused on 8RTs, so it's 8370RTs, the 370-horse platform. Um, we really chose that right now for the versatility um, because it can be, be, you know, so many different things to so many different growers. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to point out that it's, it's a platform that we're building, so it doesn't have to be on that tractor. Um, we're, we're looking at uh, higher horsepower tractors today. Um, you know, it, uh, uh, knowing that, you know, it's going to be uh, the, way, the, way, the way it is now, which, you know, you know growers and, and, and OEMs have kind of pushed this higher horsepower uh, platform mostly because you know you've got uh, you know you 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 you're trying to do uh, more with less right now, meaning you know more acres with less tractors, and that means higher higher horsepower. So you're not going to get uh, you know a farmer to just go and you know throw out his big disc to to do a bunch of you know six series or small tractors just because you know and and you look at things like gripping too, especially in, in Arizona and California, you know, deep ripping and, and things that require a lot of high horsepower. Sure. It's going to be, you know, the big platforms uh, for the time being. Now, tomorrow, when you look down the future, you know, it's like, okay, well, what does that look like? And, and a lot of people are working on, you know, swarm technology and having multiple uh, uh, machines in a field doing one task. And it's certainly down the road, but we don't, we don't see it in the immediate future. So answer me truthfully here. Did your ears pick up when he said swarm technology? I was like, what is this, a B-movie of some sort? This is crazy cool. But the thing is, swarm technology or swarm intelligence has been around for a long time, a long time being since like 1989, in the context of cellular robotic systems. 
Sound familiar? You bet it does. And swarm intelligence is defined as a collective behavior of decentralized, self-organized systems, natural or artificial. A concept employed in work on AI, artificial intelligence. See? You know, are you running one tractor at a time? Can you run multiples at a time? You said a swarm. Great term. That is so cool. But, <laughs> you know, is it a fleet or whatever you want to call it? Uh, can you do it that way or are we there yet? Yeah, we, we can certainly do it that way. You know, most customers want, uh, you know, it, it, you know, everybody's got a different formula. We don't, we don't to tell anybody how to farm. So we've got some people that right. you know, want it running, r- ripping and then running a, you know, like a power harrow or some kind of a, uh, a mulcher behind a, a ripper. Um, and do like a two pass system. But, uh, um, so yeah, it, the system is designed to have, uh, you know, one operator to multiple machines. And, uh, what that means to one farmer isn't always what it means to the next. You know, some people want those spread out in different fields. Some people want those in the same fields, but, uh, it's really building a, a UI, UX and, and a platform that's able to accommodate for all those all those different needs. Does the grower, the farmer provide the tractor and you provide the platform or do you provide both? No, so right now we we provide the, the both the, the the platform and the tractor. Okay, yeah, to be really clear on that, we we want to own that. You know, we you know we have we have customers and and people out there that uh, do a really good job of maintaining machinery, and you have people that don't. And so you know to kind of bypass, sidestep, you know those issues, we we want to maintain that machine ourselves just to ensure that uh, you know we have a level of re- reliability. Because the last thing we need right now, you know, as a company, um, is, is to have to deal with other people's maintenance issues or, you know, a higher, uh, higher hour machine, uh, you know, all the issues that come sure. with, uh, you know, a higher hour machine. So right now we're, we're, uh, we're procuring those tractors and, and putting our platform on it. Now tomorrow, that will certainly change, but that's where we're at today. Well, maybe I was thinking because on the farm, if you can't fix it on the farm, you know what I mean? In the middle of everything going on, if the guy can't get out there and get it fixed right now, you know, then you're kind of stuck. Yep. And I thought with this, man, how yeah, in the heck does that work, you know? That's, that's, no, that's an important point. And that's, you know, we, we, we've chosen the OEM, you know, the, the model that we've chosen mm-hmm. for that very reason. Because all the, the dealership network, you know, you have a phenomenal tractor to begin with. You know, these guys have built, you know, whether it be John Deere, New Holland, you know, Agco, any of these tractors right, right. are... Are, are, are really, really well engineered to begin with. And they already have the whole support system out there. You know, the, the service and support is already there. And so when you're looking at a company like ours, you know, how do we scale? How do we scale fast? It's certainly, you know, it, you know, use what's already out there. Well, the manufacturers have to be hip to this as well. Are they not developing uh, a system their own? Uh, that's a great question. I, can, I can't speak to that. I'm, I'm sure they are. Um, sure. But I do know that, I mean, we have, Already, just our 2020 season, you know, thousands and thousands of acres of, uh, of data amassed, and it seems like, and I, I don't pretend to be an engineer here, but it seems like the more data you have in this space, the further ahead you are. You know, that's the one thing you really can't go back and get when it comes to their perception system and when it comes to a lot of other really key systems to autonomy. You know, you, you, there's no way to, you know, to get that just other than just doing it, and you see that in a self-driving world, you know, with... Uh, with these car companies talking right. about, you know, we've got three billion, three billion miles, you know, and they're just now unlocking uh, uh, some of these un- uh, unmanned capabilities. And so that, that's uh, that's the same way it's going to roll out here uh, with uh, autonomy on the farm. And, and so we're trying to get a, a head start on that. 
Well, you talk about, and this was a quote from the site, growers are buying value and not technology. That's kind of almost backwards, but I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. Ag tech gets thrown out there a lot, and it can get thrown on our bus a lot. But we've got uh, <laughs> you know a lot of these a lot of these big customers that would. Well, I mean, it's it's really when you can when you can show up day one and start providing value to a grower. Um, it's an easy sell when, when you have to say to a grower, yeah, I need you to fork out, you know, a couple of 10, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars to, sure. to get this piece of equipment and, and yeah, maybe it will work. Maybe it won't work. Uh, that's a much different conversation, but, uh, our whole goal is, and really what drew me to the company is, is the adoption of this business model to make uh, autonomy work because, um, I mean, the fact of the matter is it, 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 it uh, you know, it, it does still run into edge cases and we do still see issues and uh, it's a much easier conversation with a grower to know that he's only paying for the acres of work that we're, we're you know, we're, the service we're providing than, you know, a system that's sitting out in the middle of this field, right. you know, that's not working, especially when it comes to time sensitive um, applications. No, sure. and, that, and that totally makes sense, and it's pretty turnkey for him then at that point. He's like, well, sure, let's check exactly. it out. For the listener, go to bareflagrobotics.com. you got to check this out. Keep looking at it. I'm watching it round and round and round as we're talking here because it's just it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Obviously, I can see the savings on operational costs, uh, personnel costs, those kinds of things. Are there, sa- are there hidden savings somewhere we're not seeing in this that you're like, no, this is why we're doing this? Yeah, it's certainly labor savings. There's no question there. But again, it's different things to different people you know you look at what it is now you know we, we are working with some from very large operators and uh you know the unfortunate thing is you know as as you know people you know the skilled operators get older and there's not you know a skilled operator to replace them it's you know distracted driving it's a big one we see a lot of wow accidents and 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 the safety side of things with i people, never thought about know, that on the farm for sure huh yeah, go, going into irrigation ditches or taking out telephone poles or power lines. It's, it's a, the safety aspect is a big one. And it wasn't, you know, really apparent to me at the beginning just because I, uh, I never imagined, you know, operating this many <laughs> tractors or, 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 or what, a, what an operation looked like that operated this many tractors. So it's, it's the labor side is certainly a part of it, but it's more, more the safety side too, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, right now we've got this technology that tractors can drive in a really straight line, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll keep driving in that straight line too if, if the operator falls asleep or, or, uh, isn't paying attention. And so, yeah, the safety aspect's big, but, um, I think that, uh, when we look at, you know, down the road, the future, you know, we made a, uh, you know, a lot of key decisions and, you know, we're not taking that cab off. You see a lot of companies that, you know, are, are, are trying to, uh, you know, put the future as a cabless tractor or a cabless machine in your, in your field work, working, you know, having, you know, I, I think back to my family and friends and having that cab on there is, is a big deal. And, you know, we still, still, you know, operate that tractor as if, you know, it was the same way it always was, but now you'll just have the, uh, the ability to to step out when you need to step out. <laughs> he just said, "Step out when you need to step out." Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Reminds me, it's probably urban legend, but the story goes something to the effect of some old boy's got himself a brand new motorhome, and it's got that newfangled cruise control on it. And of course, he hits cruise control and gets up and walks to the back. Come on, simple mistake. On the safety side, when I told people I was going to be talking with you today. 
100% of them said the same thing, and it's probably the same thing you hear every time. And it's like, well, what happens when it goes off the rails? And obviously, yeah. that's why you guys are doing these trials. Can you talk to that? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, and it's, that's a really, really important point. You know, the safety side of things, like we, we really focus on the perception system, but we also focus on, you know, redundancy. There's a number of different systems, uh, that, uh, that are in place here that, uh, take into account, you know, what happens, um, you know, if, if this fails, what happens if that fails, you know, at a machine level, at a connectivity level, you know, there's, there's the e-stops in place so that, um, you know, anybody can stop that tractor at any time. You know, if a, pl- a person gets into, you know, a, a certain, you know, radius of that tractor, it just shuts down. Um, it really, uh, yeah, stopping the tractor is not a problem. Uh, and we, we focused on, on the safety because yeah, having safety at the top of the, the, the engineering list uh, was the only way you're going to get a, uh, a massive tractor like this, an adoption like this to work. Um, it's got to be safe. Right. Wow. Well, I read, and I think the site actually even says, a redundant 360-degree situational awareness. Yeah, yeah. And it's important to point out, too, we always have, you know, a human brain attached to this tractor, too. So at any time, you can you can look at, you know, th- that video feed that's coming off of that tractor to see where it's at, what it's doing. Now, I have to say that Daniel and all the folks at Bear Flag Robotics are doing amazing work and taking technology and farming to levels I can't think of. Obviously, they can. But look at it like this. Outside of your robot tractor doing everything a robot tractor should do, uh, job number one after that is going to be safety. Because the last thing you want is some guy sitting at the sizzler watching his tractor work on his iPhone. The things that happen that we don't see or you know somebody <laughs> parking their parking their truck in the middle of the field and you're you're looking at the oh, cameras wow. trying to figure out who, who whose truck that is so they can move it and uh sure yeah it's it's uh yeah just important to to, to call that out there's always a, a human brain attached to that that tractor yeah you just don't start it up and go to lunch no no you don't you certainly <laughs> don't no, there's, there's there's a whole there's a whole checklist and procedure that uh that you go go through it when you're doing it but uh but yeah, it uh, it certainly uh, provides a, a massive amount of value. Is there training on the on the growers' side? Is there training for them, or does that all fall on you guys and what you provide? No, that's a great question. There's uh, yeah, a, a lot of training that goes on, uh, both for the grower and whoever could be on site on their operation. You know, there's signage that gets in place. There's there's all those things um, that uh, that get put together. And right now, you know, the conversations that we have, it's it's really one of two. You have growers that uh, love the service and just want us to operate it, Bear Flag is company, and then there's growers that, you know, want to, with the ability to operate them themselves. And so when we look down the road, you know, quite a few growers are, are building up their own teams to uh, to, to you know, take over this technology um, from us. And so we're, we're happy to do that. So we, we, we offer the service uh, both ways. Is Bear Flag Robotics looking at other autonomous things as well? Uh, we most certainly are. Uh, unfortunately, I can't speak to what exactly they are, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we we, uh, we certainly we certainly are. We have, you know, like I said, this this product is you know in its fourth year, but it the, the roadmap and and uh, the great thing about a small company like us is that we can pivot and we can pivot very quickly too. But uh, we we thought out. Uh, the rollout here for a long time. We're just just in the infancy of executing that. Open Field Radio. Like, share, subscribe. More of Open Field Radio 
after this. So did you know that one female mite can expand into almost half a million mites? That's crazy. But now, with advanced onager optic formulation from Gowan USA, you have quick control of immature mites, eggs, and prevent females from laying viable eggs and keep your mite population in check. Onager Optech delivers translaminar and residual control, working in tandem with beneficials to manage successive mite generations. Keep your mites in check. Ask your PCA or distributor about Onager Optech for 2021. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Company. And now back to Open Field Radio with our guest, Daniel Carmichael with Bear Flag Robotics. So is this is, is autonomy the future of farming? Uh, I think there's a lot of things that are future of farming. I, I think that autonomy is an aid no different than, you know, auto steer was an aid, you know, and, and I think that, uh, I think that, you know, it's definitely going to be a big part of it, especially when you look at, uh, you know, the aging fleet that's out there for, for growers and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's not just the West coast, you know, we are talking, you know, and working in, in Arizona and Yuma, you know, as we speak, but, uh, when we go to, the Midwest and, you know, where I'm from and, 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 and Florida and all these other spots, you know, it's, it's different to different people, but, uh, autonomy is going to be a massive part of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've mentioned more than once the, uh, the aging out of, of, of drivers and things of that sort. Is that a, is that an industry issue? Are there young drivers coming up? Uh, I, I would say there certainly are young drivers coming up. You know, I get to talk to uh, quite a few of them every week. Um, it's just the, uh, the, the equation has changed a little bit, you know, the, the older drivers and, you know, I would say that it's not even egg specific. I mean, egg, uh, of course, where we're talking about, but people, they work to live and, and in the past, you know, a lot of those guys right, live right. to work, live to work, you know, it, to put it simply. And so, you know, suddenly, you know, you got guys that, uh, you know, they, they have different values than they did before. And that's probably not a bad thing. You know, it's like, okay, well then. You know, there's nothing wrong with putting an eight-hour day in when you've got guys that, you know, are used to putting in 12, 16-hour days, you know, to get that mm-hmm. work done. And it's probably not a bad thing. But uh, I would say it's, it's unfortunately, it's not as many as it used to be. You know, the, the jobs that, uh, that we're looking at, I mean, they're still, you know, their work. There are a lot of, there's a lot of manual labor involved in, in a lot of this stuff. You know, it's, uh, um, I don't think it's going to go go away, you know, as far as, you know, the, those tractor drivers and, and those um the people working on the farms, but uh, uh, it's certainly not going to look like it did before. Speaking of jobs, your website is loaded with jobs right now. You guys are growing yep. like crazy. Growing like crazy, yeah. We're hiring uh, both on the engineering side and on the operation side, the farming operation side. So, um, yeah, it's really important to call it out. We've got uh, some really right. incredible engineers um, that uh, that work for the company. You know, it uh, when, when we talk to the growers and, and we're operating this stuff, we don't, don't always give them the, the credit they deserve, but, uh, you know, these guys are smart, you know, in, in California, in the Bay area, you know, that it's, uh, it's, it's not hard to find smart people. It's, it's hard to find smart, passionate people. And we were able to find these incredibly passionate, uh, engineers that are, you know, really, really putting in some hours here, getting the system, you know, to the level of where it's at today and beyond. And so, yeah, when we talk about our, our, our roster, you know, it's, it's loaded, Right now, with half and half, half ops people, half uh, you know, ag ag uh, background people, and half uh, uh, engineering people, and we're kind of growing them simultaneously to to match that, so we don't get uh, overweighted and you know have one one team pulling the other team in different directions. But uh, but yeah, so we we definitely are hiring at a at a pretty quick clip. 
Well, you can go to bearflagrobotics.com and check the careers page for that. I'm looking at it right now. I see there's engineer positions available at the moment. Of course, all this could change at any given time. Uh, Tractor field service operator and technicians. So there's field folks, uh, tractor safety drivers, on and on and on. So uh, that's a good sign, man. You guys are on the move. If that interests you, go to uh, bearflagrobotics.com. Check out the careers page for that. I would just say that, uh, you know, we, we like you said, we're, we're hiring you to an excellent plug there, Mark. I really appreciate that. Uh, sure. You know, that's I why we're here, that, man. That's uh, why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if anybody has any questions, we, we, uh, we, we love questions and uh, we love uh, talking to growers. So please don't, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. We, we love uh, engaging with growers. What's your favorite thing about uh, autonomous vehicles right now in the ag world? Uh, boy, probably the future and how fast we're moving towards that. I think that, uh, you know, when I, I hate to say it, but I kind of already had the aha moment. Um, I'll just share a quick story. We were in uh, Hanford, uh, California with a, with a dairy farmer there. And, uh, um, you know, we were doing work and, you know, he came, uh, it was probably, seven o'clock the sun was setting at night and uh he had his two granddaughters in the pickup truck with him and and he he told us he was like I, you don't you have to sell me on bear flag you know this is uh autonomy this is working already you know, i was i was going to be out in this field you know finishing this tonight but instead i i was able to take out my two granddaughters up to uh up to dinner and so when i when i see you know things that really get me excited um it's stuff like that it's it's seeing like okay you know you know, we, we, we can still be in this tractor doing this work and or, you know, we'll have the uh, ability to, to step out and do other pressing tasks as well. And and sometimes that's not always other work. Sometimes it's just spending time with spending time with family. So you guys got any dreams of international outside the US working doing this? Yeah, you know, we again, um obviously contacted by growers in Australia and Brazil and uh and like the Black Sea region up there in the Ukraine. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. so we've 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 got roadmaps, um, you know, scheduled for, for all those places. Uh, you know, it, uh, I don't want to say who's first because again, I always get in trouble. I don't want to, I don't want to get over my skis here and tell you, but, but yeah, there's, there is, uh, there is, uh, of course an appetite for automation, especially when you look at some, some of these big operations, um, they, they wanted, uh, they wanted it yesterday, you know? And so, uh, it's just a matter of co- company-wise what 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 makes the most sense. Why don't you tell people one more time how to get a hold of you? They're interested in connecting with you. What do they do? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of us is just to go to our website, bearflagrobotics.com. Uh, you can uh, fill out the form there, and uh, we'll, we'll email you back. Yeah, that, that, that would be the best way to get a hold of us is just that contact uh, at Bear Flag Robotics on our website. You guys are testing this right here in Yuma, which is where this show comes from. So I'm going to have to nose around and see what I can find. I'd love to see that thing run. Absolutely. We'd love to have you out, Mark. I really appreciate you. Not only, you know, talking with us, but just doing what you're doing, Mark. This is, this is incredible, you know, advocacy for the uh, industry and for companies like ours. You've been listening to Open Field Radio from Gowan Company. Like, share, subscribe, review. Everywhere podcasts are found. All rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission.